Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. Hey, what's going on? Coach Luca back here with the Vigor Life Podcast. And today is, is kind of a, um, man, I'm actually excited about today's one because it's going to be a mix of talking about just uh, uh, like not a lot about my trip to Brazil, which is probably going to be a second one, which was unbelievable and kind of uh, definitely somewhat life changing. Uh, I was out there shooting a documentary with my brother about movement culture uh, and, and pretty much how different places, countries, um, I would say, dictate how we move and behave. Uh, you know, like environments trigger behaviors, always say that. Uh, and, and then what people are doing that's working in different places. So in Brazil, I mean, we were doing everything from, you know, doing jujitsu with the top guys uh, in the world, like Gracie Baja headquarters. Uh, we went to Claudio Coelho's gym, which is the most famous boxing coach in, in Brazil, which, which was absolutely, uh, for me, such an inspirational experience that has drove me to to actually, uh, to start doing more charity and and. Um, I'm going to talk about that another time because cause I'll go deep into that and just just like, whoa, uh, we, you know, uh, talked to some of the top surfers, play foot volley, ca- uh, capoeira. You, I mean, you name it. Right. I, I'm, I'm literally, you know, we went to some of the most dangerous favelas as well. And it was uh, just very, very enlightening. Like I said, there's a lot of lessons there that I could talk about. And we'll talk about it in a future podcast. But um, I, I had this, you know, because I, I left. uh at first, I told my brother, because my brother's doing this project where it's not, you know, we went to Rio, but he's also going to Iran next. We're probably going to hit up uh, Japan, Tokyo, Okinawa, uh, and there's a bunch of other places. And this is a like a pure passion project funded by us uh, with some incredible guys that, you know, kind of came along for the ride and, uh, and, and uh, incredible photographers and video guys, too. So uh, that that uh, I'll I'll send some links to because they do some amazing work. But at first, my brother was like, hey, here's what I'm doing. I was like, oh, man, I want to be a part of that for sure. Uh, and then the time came by. He said, hey, I'm going uh, in, you know, in April. And I said, oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I said, I'm going in March. And I said, man, I, I don't know if I can do that. I'm, I'm so busy. Uh, the gym's opening. I'm building this online course. It's just like I'm working, you know, 15, 16 hours a day, seven days a week. And, uh, you know, and I was like, I probably won't be able to make it. So I get off the phone. And that, that week afterwards, uh, I had like a panic attack and uh, just from like tons of work, the anxiety of like all this. Sh- I mean, just like a thousand moving parts going on. And I hit him up. I say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going. Uh, you know, it's like uh, I had a bunch of conferences in San Diego to go to for for marketing and stuff. And like nine, 10 days in between, I could hit up Rio. So we, you know, so we made it happen. So that's just kind of like a context behind this. But but it was it, it was my way. You know, it was it was getting away. Right, I was getting away to create space to remove myself. This is what works well for me, and I'm going to touch on this today on on, on what we're going to be talking about. You know, it, it moved me away from kind of the 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 essentially the, the eye of the storm, right? The, let's just call the eye of the storm everything that's going on in your life. Uh, you know, business. Uh, like I said, for me, like building this new gym, construction. Uh, you know, creating tons of resources, leading the team. You, you know, you stack all this up. You can stack on top of that. You know, family, kids all of it. So I just wanted to create some space and, uh, and get, get some time for myself, even though this was not a a true vacation because we were running around a lot and, and, um, and, and shooting these, uh, you know, the videos and doing interviews and stuff like that. But it, it, it did create, uh, some contrast for me. And I'm going to talk about contrast too a little bit, you know, but this podcast is actually about the happiness advantage, right? It's, it's what we, 
all strive for is to be happier. But, you know, I'm going to loop this back in because I do feel like I, I wanted to tell the story of what made me even shoot this podcast and talk about this stuff. And, you know, what made me kind of really have this revelation of, man, I, I still need to change a lot of things in my day and my life and, and share the, these, uh, uh, I would say, insights with you, because this is I think we're all kind of programmed somewhat wrong in how to be more fulfilled and be happier. So, um, I, you know, this revelation kind of uh, kind of popped up at me as I was, you know, we're, we're on the beach and uh, we were in, I think, Baja Beach or yeah, I think it was Baja Beach when, when my brother, my brother used to play pro soccer and stuff. So he loves soccer. And um, I was, uh, uh, you know, playing foot volley, which is kind of like volleyball, but, you know, you use your head and, and, and your foot uh, with some locals. And, you know, the guys were like filming and stuff. But, man, we're just like having a blast, you know, playing, having fun. And um, and just, I don't know, probably for an hour and a half, maybe two hours or something like that. And we're just kind of, we're just lost in the moment. Right. You call it flow. And I'll touch on that in a little bit, uh, a little bit later. And at the end of it, you know, I'm just smiling and sweating. Like we're looking at the photos that, you know, Matyaj uh, like took. And you can see our faces. We're just engaged. We're just laughing. We're, you know, uh, you know, those guys are kicking our ass most of the time because <laughs> they're really good at it. And at the end, as we're walking down the beach, I'm like thinking about it going, man, how like that didn't take any money. It didn't take, uh, you know, it, it, it didn't. T- it was right there in front of me. Right. Spending time with a, a, a person that I love and care about doing some cool stuff, some fun stuff that was engaging, that made me, that would challenge me. And there was nothing else in the world for that hour and a half, two hours, whatever amount of time we were playing. I was so stress-free. And, you know, you come back to the world and you think about all this stuff. And all of a sudden, right, like some stress might set in, anxiety might set in, oh, i got to send all these emails, like it's four hours behind. What if this happened? What if that happened? And that was the thing that just made me go, man, like, there is, you know, we could be so much more fulfilled and happier on a daily basis with everything that we, we already have. Now, you know, you might go like, oh, I know that, Luca. Well, listen, I know that shit, too. Right. I've, I've read like 100 books on happiness. I got notes like for days. But it's a big difference when you you kind of see that you continue to fall back to a certain default. So my default is, you know, I I. I I work a lot, right? And, and and I love what I do, right? So I'll, I'll go back to this. I, I do love what I do, but there's still a lot of stress and anxiety around like, you know, projects and, and, and constantly pushing for stuff. And I don't take enough time to do things that make me happy without anything. And so, you know, years ago, like this friend made me do a drill, like on the spot, right? On the spot. And I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you to, to, to do this drill. Like even, you know, stop this podcast, do this drill. And if you do this, it will be like, you you literally could take a ton away from it. So the drill was, and it was kind of out of the blue. Right? She was like, hey, put this down. Uh, uh, like, Here's a piece of paper. I want you to write down uh, 10 things that make you happy without anything, anything or anybody. Like, so you don't, you don't need anybody else to make you happy with, you know what I mean? And so I, and she was like, yeah, two minutes. Right? And I started going, oh shit. Okay. And I started writing it down just off, like from the heart, kind of like what I, what I felt. At the end of the two or maybe like three minutes, you know, I had this list. She said, hey, what, you know, all right, so check this. Like what you wrote down, what are, what are, the, what are the things that you do today? Like out of that list, how, how much do you do? And like literally there was one or two things off that list that I did. 
uh, you know, one probably regularly, which is like, you know, some form of training, but which kind of we could cross it out because, you know, it's like it, you, I just do that. It's like it's such a habit. Right. But majority of the stuff I just didn't do. And 90 percent of it was free. Like there was no excuse for, you know, time, money, any type of that stuff. Uh, it was literally just, you know, I, I can give you a couple of those. Like for me, drawing was on there. Like I love to draw. Draw makes me like lose myself. I calm down. Uh, you know, my, my grandpa taught me how to draw. Like I loved it. You know, I've, I've always loved drawing. I'm like, man, I haven't drawn for months. Um, I like believing not writing music because, uh, uh, you know, this is probably a story for another day. When, when I was like 14, 15, we had one of the first hip hop groups in Slovenia and uh, made, I think, the second video ever of hip hop video. We, that that may that may come out sometime. I'll I'll, I'll do you guys a favor uh, and bring that out someday. Um, so I love doing that. You know, uh, love being outdoors and hiking. I uh, love ex- I love exploring even like the city, like Seattle, right? So going to a place I haven't been, checking out a new cafe. Uh, you know, so th- so I started writing all these different things down, and like I said, I just don't do majority of them. And it does all it would take is. You know, some things would take 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Some things would take a couple of times a week for an hour. Uh, you know, it, and it's kind of like the foot volley, right? It's kind of like the foot volley where it's like, you know, basketball was on the list. Man, like I start playing ball, like I'm lost for three hours. Love it, right? Um, and, and I was like, man, like here's all these things that could make me um, happier, more fulfilled, like just more engaged. And, and I'm not doing them, right? So, you got to remember that, and I'm going to get to this, the science, the science part of, you know, happiness is that you always got a default, right? There's a default that you, you come back to. And it's been proven that about, you know, about 50% of your happiness is genetic, right? Uh, 10% is circumstance. So circumstance, like who you're married to, what you have, what house you live in, all, all that is just 10%. And that's what people give a lot of value. They, people think that, that, that circumstance is like 90%, but it's just 10 and then 40 is, is, is things that you can completely influence, right, with, with really training, training your happiness. And we're going to go into that in a little bit. But to come back to this, right, sometimes because my mind goes to this place of, of what we've been taught. And that is what? Do great work, be a big success or succeed in whatever that thing is, and then be happy, right? So that's the cycle. Like that's literally like for, for, for many generations kind of like what's been taught. Uh, you know, I mean, even from books, from, from environments, from everything where the reality is, and and then science has now proven this, right? That if you're happy now, you'll do better work, you'll do great work and you'll reach success. And, you know, and this is like, you know, obviously tons of studies, uh, you know, when Harvard first came out with a happiness, how to be happy class, they didn't know how to do. And literally like 1200 students signed up and they were like, holy shit, how like, Every, you know, there's so many people that are, that are seeking to be more fulfilled. You know, they're working hard. They might be successful, but they're just not happy, right? Because they got it all wrong. Uh, you know, we got it all wrong. And, and the thing is, you got to keep coming back to that. What, what I mean by that is you can read, you know, like I have, like legit, I probably have read 100 books on happiness. No shit. Does it mean that I just wake up every day and like I'm always, you know, I would say happier? No, like you got to keep coming back to that. Just like the, uh, you know, the book Essentialism, which is one of my favorite books, you know, Jay Ferrugia got me to read that book and and I read it every year now. Uh, And the author says, you know, like essentialism is something we have to keep coming back to. 
you know, we have to keep asking ourselves, like, what's important now? Because you get away from it, right? The, uh, I would say the environment, the media, uh, the social structures, they pull you back into this, like, oh, you know, you got to have more and be significant and be successful, then you'll be happy. And you got to keep reminding yourself back to go to like what's important now to go back to asking yourself what is what is fulfilling, you know, to fill out that piece of paper that says, um, you know, what are the 10 things that make you happy uh, that you love doing and just writing it down and creating that awareness like, oh, shit, I'm not doing any of that. And then going, OK, I'm going to make an action right now. So tomorrow I'm going to go salsa dance uh, Sunday. Hey, I'm hitting my guys up when we're doing to play basketball. Right. Fighting at I'm doing the movies. Uh, Saturday, I'm, you know, I'm going to make dinner for my friends at my house and we're going to play music and, and eat some good food and hang out. Right. And like all free shit. You know what I mean? Like the only thing I think that on my list was education and like travel, you know, and, and the thing is, is like even travel doesn't have to be, you know, crazy luxury. Right. It can be driving down to Portland or Cannon Beach for like a weekend uh, and, and unplugging. Right. So so these were these huge revelations that I was having that that, you know, uh, and especially because, you know, I, I, I'm one of those people and like I've been pretty transparent, like pretty I'm damn transparent on this podcast about, you know, my my search for significance and, and, you know, how my childhood influenced that. And, you know, doing that made me fuck up uh, like a lot of relationships. I got, you know, divorced, messed up marriage, uh, you know, burnt a lot of things down. You know, I mean, pretty much uh, <laughs> I was by the grace of I don't know what, you know, stayed out of jail when I was younger and. You know, this was all in this search for significance. But like if I stop and look back, like the most memorable, you know, times in my life were things that didn't, you know, didn't involve like having a ton of money or having a great car or, you know, people going like, oh, you're the man and shit like that. Right. So uh, on a daily basis, like how many things do we give up? You know, to, we, do we give up to try to impress other people or, you know, uh, uh, like fit in or, you know, like not be excluded from the tribe or feel significant enough because we don't love ourselves or whatever, you know what I mean? Where we could literally choose to be happier on the spot, right? So, you know, where does this all stem from? And without going crazy deep into this, all because I can get really geeky with this stuff, um, you know, if you look at like thousands and thousands of years of programming, uh, like, you know, think about how we operated. Step number one, look for a problem. You know what I mean? Is there a saber-toothed tiger, man? Do we, do we need to... Do we need to get food? You know, like, oh, shit. Right. So we find a problem. Right. And then we've I'm sorry. We look for a problem. We find a problem and then we solve the problem. Right. That's literally how we've operated. Right. Look for problems, find problem, solve problem. And so when you have that ingrained in your nervous system, the way your brain functions for thousands of years, like you're not changing it in hundreds or, or let alone tens. Now. I'm saying that as a civilization. I'm not saying that as an individual because some of the things I'm going to talk about is how you can rewire your brain to be happier, to be more positive, to to make more shit happen, and to and to get into that loop, be happy, uh, 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 great work, big success, right? So, and I obviously, got a couple of notes here, man, because because otherwise I'll, I'll veer off uh, completely. So, if we've been programmed for these three steps to always look for problems. You know, that's that's essentially probably why you don't celebrate your successes, right? Like you win. Woo. Explosion. OK, where's the next problem? Right. And and you, you, you we're kind of wired ourselves to only get this kind of like fulfillment when we when we solve the problem and, and, you know, get to the goal and then it's gone again. And then we and we got to work for it. And we got to fight for it. We got to fight for it. And then most of the time is actually spent in a, a, 
in a feeling of possibly stress and anxiety and unfulfillment, right? Whereas you can, if, if you start enjoying the process and, you know, do some of the things that I'm going to talk about in a little bit, now you can be way more fulfilled. You can do better work. And it's kind of like becomes this different loop, right? Now, it doesn't mean like, first of all, right, it, let's not get it twisted, right? It, it doesn't mean life is not hard. There's not challenges and all this other shit, right? It, that is like, it's, that's just reality. Like, I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of positive psychology, but the whole thing, like you always got to be positive and stuff like that. You know, that, that's not completely real. Like without contrast, right? Without contrast, we can't feel the joy. And just to give you an example, what I mean by contrast, like, look, somebody that has grown up and got everything given to them, like, you know, what most people would think uh, is, uh, you know, like, hey, they got the money, they got the job, they got the this, they got the that. But that's all they knew, right? They might be completely miserable, but they've also never had contrast in their life. They don't know what it is like to struggle or what's hard or what's, uh, you know, whatever else. And, and so, you know, with that said, like, we need contrast. Like, for instance, why do I believe travel is something that's so important, uh, you know, especially internationally? Going to places like, like I said, and I've, you know, I've lived in, uh, like, Ukraine, and I've lived in, you know, third world countries, and, I, you know, I, I just went to Brazil and, like, you know, kind of uh, uh, stayed in the favelas quite a bit, and then you, it creates this contrast, like, holy shit, like, I, I forgot, you know, I, I grew up in socialism, but that was normal to me back then, right? And then you move, I, I moved to London for a while, and it's just like, woo, contrast, holy shit, like, there's such a big difference. You know, to go to go to places, you know, I've been to Africa, like, where you, you, you go to places and you go like, wow, man, what are, the, what are some of these people doing and, and they're so amazing and so awesome, but, like, they don't have much, right, of what we think that we need for, for happiness. And it doesn't mean that things are just great for them because, you know, that's absolutely not true. Uh, you know, there's a lot of hard things uh, and, and harsh things that happen there. But it's like, you know, I've also seen people salsa in the street to have nothing and it's just like they're they're having a blast right so it's all these lessons that you can learn in that thing like i said playing foot volley or or going surfing or you know like all these things that engage people and make them happier even though we don't have this you know the car the money the whatever right and so there's all these lessons here but remember contrast without contrast it's like hey if it was always sunny would you would you be so excited about it you know, you just wouldn't, period, right? Like, if you didn't, if there was no rain or snow or storms or clouds, like, would you even really give a shit about the sunshine? You'd probably be like, fuck, man, I hope something, you know, this, this shit's beating down on me. I wish it would go away, right? And so we forget about that. So creating contrast in your life is important. And it's also a big reason why, you know, we have to remind ourselves of, of our wins and things like that. But I'm going to dig into this, right? So uh, I'm going to go into, like, the, the seven ways to be happy now and, you know, you've probably heard in different books that's been mentioned. I'm actually, I got a couple of other uh, things that I go to and like some, some of my own insights for this. But, but these are things that like universally have been studied and there's been more studies than I can count on that they work. And what it really comes down to is you taking some of this and making it a daily practice to implement so that you do start rewiring your brain. Because look, we're, you know, neuroplasticity is real now. We know that you know, not even just at a young age, at an older age, we can, re, re, I would say, not only reframe events, but rewire our brain to see things a certain way, right? Like that an obstacle is a lesson, you know, how to get ourselves out of stress and anxiety faster, uh, how to, uh, you know, from something that was very, uh, was very hard on us, 
uh, we, we can turn it around, reframe it, and, and find a lesson from that that makes us get better and move forward, right? So a, a couple of things. Um, one of the ways of the seven ways to be happy now is uh, some people call it the three walks. I, it, it's, let's just say, exercise and activity. And I'll start with that because, you know, I, I want to figure out fitness and performance. And honestly, that was my first kind of like, man, you know, for, for me, it was like fitness changed my life. Um, then started studying it and like realizing that you actually see studies that, that exercise, you know, is more effective than a lot of the uh, uh, anxiety medicine. It's, it's a lot more effective than, uh, you know, at, at treating even, I would say, uh, depression, things like that. Now, obviously, look, there's there's meds that that are are necessary and help. But like these are the things that have been proven, right? It, it aligns dopamine and norepinephrine. It's, uh, you know, do you, you if you want to. Like if, if, if you're like in your head and stressed out and like because or you're anxious about something that's coming up, you know, whether it's a um, meeting or, or, you know, having to talk to someone man just like do five explosive burpees, see how you feel later, you know, what I mean, or yell. Seriously, you know, you'll see that like it changes the chemicals in your body. And, and the thing is, too, for every single one of these things that I mentioned, there's a backdrop of when you are happier, your cognitive capacity increases. Right. So. We, we, we know that we can learn better. You know, we move, we move out of our kind of like limbic system, uh, uh, our emotional system essentially to, uh, you know, especially if you're under threat and you can focus on different things, right? You can see things more positively. It can change your mood. Uh, like even something as simple as, and, and, and like once again, I'm not referencing studies, but you can look stuff up is, you know, if you're kind of like in a shitty mood, but then somebody makes you laugh, right? Makes you laugh and happy, or you look at a video on YouTube that you know that makes you makes you giggle. Like instantly afterwards, like it shifts your mindset, and after and after that, like you'll be more uh, uh, you'll be more open to suggestion and like learning. Uh, you'll be able to remember things better. You'll be more creative, uh, right? Because it it changes the way that our uh, I would say the chemicals in our brain. Right. So all of these that I'm going to talk about does that. But exercise is like one of the best ones. And it doesn't have to be because what they found is like, you know, something as simple as three to four walks of 30 minutes a week can really shift how how we feel. And one of the things that I do almost every day um, is go to, you know, walk the park, Kulan Park. I get up, I put my podcast in, uh, not my own one, but like I listen to podcasts and it's about a 35 to 40 minute walk. And man, like that, like starting the day like that just makes my day so much better. Um, I feel better. I feel more clear. I have less anxiety and stress. Uh, and on top of that, you know, I got in probably like, you know, I don't know, like three, 400, 500 calories, whatever it may be, uh, uh, just walking around and I'm educating myself with the podcast, right? So it doesn't have to be intense exercise and, and I'm not going to go into the, you know, the huge benefits of exercise and, you know, lifting weights and energy system work, you know, that I, I hope that, Everybody knows that, and we and we go deeper into that in another podcast. But this is one of the seven ways to be happy now, right? Is exercise and activity, right? Number two uh, is the twenty minute replay, uh, and you. Some people call it the twenty minute replay. Is like basically writing out positive experiences or relationships. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little twist to this as far as like how uh, how I. I also use this, something called positive focus that I've talked about before. But if you recollect the positive things that have happened in a day, now you could do this on a daily basis. I think that's tough for a lot of people to do, but you could start on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. Just writing out an experience that you had 
that, you know, that was positive, you know, a person that you met that you caught up with uh, a learning experience, you know, something that you did in that day where it was involved giving and fulfilling you uh, a person that you care about, you know, that's that that creates a positive relationship in your life, whatever it may be, you know, uh, and, and with that said, positive focus is uh, very similar. So it, it's something that that I've, you know, I, I learned from a warrior, but it's either a positive experience that you explain. And, and what we ask ourselves is what, why lesson apply? So what happened? Why was it positive? Right. What was the lesson learned? Because imagine if you had to like put up a banner, right? What was the lesson learned from this? You know, and it was like this one quote, you'd say that. And then the last one is apply. Okay. How are you going to apply this into different areas of your life? Body, business, uh, body being balanced and business. So Essentially, like anytime you get a lesson from something, it's smart to like write out like how you'd apply this into all areas of life and then take action on one of those. Right now, the great thing about positive focus, too, is what I actually use it for a lot for is when there is negative things that happen. Right. So, I mean, the, the, we're, we're it's probably about one o'clock here and I've already had like, like a lot of shitty stuff happen today from, you know, from from costs getting out of control to like, uh, uh to, uh, I would say, quotes for turf that were double, you know, what we expected and you name it. I mean, uh, just just crazy stuff. Right. And like, so I would take one of these experiences and and run it through that frame. Like what happened? Right. Just the, just the fact of what happened. And then the second one would be, why is it positive? So this is harder now. Right. But what, what we're doing is reframing an event. Right. So negative something negative happened. Let's extract something positive from it. Right. So we're starting to we're training our brain to reframe events. Right. So, yes, this was this was a bad event. But what's a positive thing to happen? And sometimes you really got to look for it. Right. That silver lining. And then once you got it, like what's the positive that happened out of that? Right. Is and then it's like, what's the lesson here? Right. What's the lesson? And the lesson for, you know, can be like do, you know, for me, like to this morning was like, hey, do more research on the front end. I didn't do enough research. Right. I didn't contact enough people. Right. So. How would I apply that in different areas of my life? Hey, like the next training program I'm going in, maybe I need to do a little bit more research of, of what I need right now versus what I want to do. You know, what do I need to make it better, right? How would I do that for my spirituality? Oh, hey, you know what? What's one of my next goals for, for being? I need to research it more. You see what I'm saying? Now, obviously, I'm running this like pretty fast, but the point is, like, the, what is the 20-minute replay in my mind is uh, uh, called positive focus. So whether it's a positive event that happened or even a negative one, like reframe it in and extracting it and, and talking about that, because once again, we're practicing, right? We're practicing to make our brain start seeing things a certain way. Okay. Number three is random acts of kindness. And I wouldn't even just say, okay, so some people say random acts of kindness. I would add to that and say conscious random acts of kindness, Right. Because, you know, I've, I've gotten into this really, you know, habit of holding doors for, for everybody and stuff. It's so automatic that I actually, you know, it's, it's kind of it is automatic. Right. It's just automatic. But conscious meaning like you make a choice like, hey, you know what? Today I'm going to you know pay for someone's coffee. I'm going to do this for charity. I'm calling up, uh, you know, Habitat for Humanity. And that actually is one of the next things we're doing. We're going to go and, and build houses as a. Uh, uh, together with uh with the gym fam right so and we're actually going to do a charity boot camp to raise money to pay habitat for humanity so we can come out there and build houses right uh but that's conscious right i'm, I'm consciously doing that and it can be a small thing right right an appreciation note a thank you note uh, a, a, a gratuity note like to someone with a you know 25 amazon gift card or something like that you know which is a couple of things that i did this week um 
And once again, but, it, but, it, but when it's conscious, it, it's a lot different than something that you're used to doing, which look, I'm not saying if, if you're used to doing like acts of kindness, fantastic, right? But uh, being more conscious about it and like sitting down and being aware and like picking what you're going to do, big difference. Um, number three is a complete unplug. Um, is that number three? No, that's number four, a complete unplug, right? So complete unplug. I think it can come in different ways, right? It can come, everybody might think like, oh man, this, that's the vacation, right? Like the long vacation, I'm completely unplugging. But I would say it's more than that. So on a daily basis, it can be like, hey, you come home, spend time with your family, phone is off, internet is off, emails are like, man, none of that is happening, right? That's an unplug, right? You disconnect from all the, the input, from all that, uh, the social media, the, all, all the stuff that's, that's hitting you. It could be, uh, like, you know, I just went to Portland um, and it wasn't a complete unplug, but like one day it was uh, to, to meet my former coach, but it creates space. Right. So I unplug. I, I move away from stuff. I still get my work done, but it's like a lot of the day. Like I literally will either, you know, not look at my phone. I'm doing stuff. I'm walking through the city, you know, going to a new restaurant, like even a half a day. And of course, then you have these like mini sabbaticals or longer sabbaticals where you're like, all right, for three days I'm gone. Like I'm off the grid. Like I'm actually going somewhere, but my phone doesn't work. You know, I'll go to a Wi-Fi cafe in the morning, hour of stuff done, boom, and I'm back to, you know, doing other stuff. So, and and the thing is, the complete unplug is necessary for a lot of reasons. Uh, I would say what I said at the beginning, the reason I went for Brazil is to like separate yourself from, it's it's like almost, you know, uh, looking at your life from the outside in. At at least that's what it helps me do. Uh, You know, being on planes, believe it or not, is is very calming to me. Uh, unless it's in crazy turbulence where you, where I fucking feel I'm going to die. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I've done like a thousand flights or something like that. So that, 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 that's not a big issue anymore. But like when I'm in a, in a plane, I'm looking down at the world and it, it like relaxes me and makes me kind of look at my life from a distance. And I think that unplugging does that a lot, right? It's you go somewhere and, uh, you, you essentially, uh, you know, your brain has, because the thing is, like, when you have so much stuff, data coming in, right, it's very hard to, to actually think clearly and for your brain to make connections and solve problems. And you'll notice that you never get a solution to a problem, like, when you're really thinking about it. You know, uh, actually, I, I was reading that, like, how a lot of entrepreneurs get it in a shower. Or, like, for me, uh, guys that train with me will let you know that. Like, I'll be lifting weights, and, like, I'm done with the set, and I run into the office. And it's like, what? You know, and I'll get like one of these and boom, I'm writing down my notes. Right. Because I just had a fucking idea. I I always get ideas when I'm in nature and I always get like ideas when I travel because I'm away from it. I'm like I'm not getting bombarded. See, like right now when I'm in Seattle, I'm getting bombarded by stuff all the time. Right. It's uh, dealing with the building, new online coaching program. Like one thing ends, I got 10 other things to do. So it's difficult to do that. And so I have to create these scenarios and these spaces for, for, for that creativity to happen, for those solutions to happen. Um, you know, it's like I said, if you, if you, if you read through, through some research, you saw, you'll see how like your subconscious will solve problems, right? It's like, uh, when, when you give it the space to, um, you know, or like you, you, you'll write down a problem that you want to solve and go to sleep. And sometimes you wake up and you'll have it. There's a lot of different ways you can go around it, but unplugging is definitely, very, very important from a lot of different perspectives. Um, and it, it makes you happier. Like, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, if you go on vacation, automatically you feel, you know, you're like, oh man, I'm unplugged, I'm happier, right? But how can you do that throughout the week even, you know, and throughout a month without just like vacations? Uh, so that that's something that I'd really have you strongly consider. Uh, number five is hitting flow. 
Now, I hope that you read the book. It's called Flow. Um, it's the the guy that wrote it is called Mikhail. And the thing is, I can never pronounce like man, which is crazy because I'm European. My last name is Hosevar. It's actually Hochevar, right? And I just don't want to like butcher the dude's name. Uh, but he's he's you know look just look up the world flow, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk as if he's my good buddy Mikhail. So there we go. But what is flow? Okay, this is literally a quote from him: being completely involved in an activity for its own sake. The ego falls away. Time flies. Every action, movement, and thought follows inevitably from the previous one, and it's like playing jazz. Okay, so think about it this way. You know, flow is when you're so engaged in what you're doing that everything falls away. At the beginning of the podcast, I said I was, we were laughing, smiling, like working hard, playing foot volley. I was in flow. Like everything disappeared. Like during that time, not one thought about any issue, problem or anything happened. I was just there, just playing. It was like, right. And obviously you can go into flow really deeply and and, and there's a whole science behind that and uh, a great book to check out for that is The Rise of Superman. Uh, was also the guy that ended up writing, uh, uh, Stealing Fire, but um, more about that in, in another podcast. And, you know, flow is just a state where you're engaged, like you're actually, you're challenged, right? You're challenged because the activity that you're doing is challenging to a degree where, uh, you know, you, you can't just be like, eh, whatever, right? There's a lot of stuff in life that we do, eh, like whatever. Uh, and And I think it's very important, one, like it kind of veer off here, but it's why it's important to be interested in people, be engaged in people, right? Because this is something that most people just don't do nowadays. But, but flow is, you know, being in flow makes us happy. It literally makes everything disappear, but what we're doing. And that can be a lot of different things. And, you know, that's one of, one of the reasons why drawing for me does that. Drawing puts me into flow uh, a lot of times, right? Basketball does that, right? It, there's other things that make me do that. And when you recognize those things, do more of those things. Now, there's a little chart. So I want to let you know this because this is great for coaching, too. So if you're a coach, uh, man, if you're a coach, if you're a parent, like honestly, if you're a business leader, this uh, this matters for everybody. But imagine a a chart, right? Like uh, essentially like on one side you have, you know, challenge level, right? So from low to high, right? So it's very low challenging, whatever the skill you're doing is, or it's very high, right? And on the, on the bottom part, you have skill level. You know, how skilled are you, right? Is your skill level low? Is your skill level high? And imagine that depending on where in between those charts you go, um, you might go, so for instance, uh, uh, a low skill, uh, if somebody has a low skill set and you create a super high challenge for them, they'll be anxious. That won't be good for them, right? That, that's definitely not going to be good for them. You know, if, if somebody that's really sk- high skill set and the challenge is low, they're going to be like apathetic or bored, right? Because it's just not challenging enough for them. And, you know, so like if you if you go around that wheel, you go from anxiety, worry, apathy, boredom, relaxation, right? So a high a high skill level with a challenge level that's, you know, so so is is relaxing. Right. Then you have control. So control is like somewhere where I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm skilled and it's pretty hard. But it's, it's for me, it's just like it's, it's, it's almost like it's, it's pretty easy and controlled. Right. And then right there is is flow. And so flow usually is actually about five. You know, people are saying different numbers now, but like five percent harder than 
what your kind of best is, right? It's like it's challenging. It's pushing you, but it's not pushing you too much because if it pushes you too much, then you start getting anxious, right? So, I mean, think about it, right? If, you, if, if you're playing basketball at a high school level and you, you know, you're trying to do stuff that Steph Curry does, man, you might get, you might get anxiety and like quit, right? So that, that's the kind of thing that you want to think about. And flow, and this, you know, this is something you want to kind of think about for yourself, but also for your team. How do you challenge a person enough, right? To make the, the challenge level be in line with just a, a little bit above the skill level. That's how people grow. That's how people get, get better. That's how they're uh, excited and, and, and they end up being in flow. Because people do want to, you know, like we're intrinsically, we're built to be intrinsically pushed to become better, right? Progress equals happiness. That's one of the, you know, Tony Robbins talks about this, but man, I, you could have everything you thought that you ever wanted and, and stop making progress in life, uh, in different areas of your life, and you, you, you won't be happy, right? So that's why flow is so important. It's like, one, how do you get in flow, you know, both in the work that you do or in activities that just make you happy? Because like I said, flow is one of the seven ways to become happy now. Uh, number six is meditations. And we talked about meditation a lot. I think the biggest thing that, you know, there's been so much research in science now to show that meditation is one of the easiest uh, ways to, uh, to essentially to become happier. It rewires the brain to, 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 to it, it changes where, you know, the, the, the brain worries and, and stresses less. So there's less focus on that. And it's a lot more calmer. And you can start meditating, meditating as little as two minutes a day, right? I think the biggest thing is like, I got to do 20. No, like if you're not doing any and you just start with two, two is so little, right? It's a little chunk and it's easier to focus on to where you can go like, okay, cool. I'm going to start with that, right? And, um, and doing it consistently, like literally can. And you'll see people that have started doing it. You know, if you do like a 30-day meditation challenge and just do two minutes a day, five minutes a day, you know, legitimately like write down how do you feel after those 30 days. And, and you'll see most people that will go like, man, like I, I'm just on a base level, I'm calmer, I'm more focused, uh, I'm just happier in general. And, you know, when I started, I actually went, uh, I think, almost 90 days uh, without breaking the loop, uh, you know, and, and now I, I'm kind of trying to get back to being consistent with it. Um, but I, I could tell a significant difference. And, and now when I do it, it's just, I mean, I call it the reset button. It really is. You know, like it, it, it's been crazy up until now. If I went and meditated for 10 minutes, I, I will be in a better mood. I would be more calm. If I had some stress and anxiety and like these crazy thoughts, like that's going to bring them down, period. Um, so meditating, you know, once again, like if you did it right now for five minutes and, you know, you can go a lot of different ways with this. I love the apps, you know, Headspace, Calm, 10% Happier, just focusing on your breath, doing binaural beats. Uh, like I switched those around. So I'm, I don't stick to one thing. I did uh, I did a Shia like mantra meditation for for quite a long time. Uh, but I just find that like I'm, I'm definitely a novelty seeker in that sense. So changing things up for me uh, is, is, is good. And if, if you find yourself being that type of person, it's cool. Just change it up. I mean, you just want to end up getting the result out of it. Um, number seven is five gratitudes. And, you know, you could do three, five. Actually, there's a lot of different things uh, that, that work really well, um, what I'm working on. Now, once again, like, let me first prephrase it. That I'm not doing all of this every day. And, and, I'm, and I have to keep coming back to this. You know, the, the reason I shot this is because, you know, in Brazil, like I, I went away into this different environment that really kind of like snapped me out and was like, hey, dude, like you could 
you could be, you know, so much more fulfilled and happier on a daily basis if you just practiced it and chose it. Um, and that's why I wanted to share this with you, you know, so in the morning, if I do, you know, uh, and you can do this, like if you miss it in the morning, don't trip, do it at night. Um, it's like, you know, three things that you're grateful for. But the, the great thing about the morning is that you can do like three things that you're, uh, you know, three things and, and or people that you're grateful for, but three things that you're looking forward to that day. And that's actually one of the things um, that also makes uh, people happier is looking forward to something. Now, I, there's a big difference between, you know, constantly focusing on a future and not being present to going like, hey, I'm really looking forward to having coffee with my friend that I haven't seen in a while. Man, I'm really looking forward to a training session with the crew. I'm really looking forward to like getting done with this project today and doing my last videos because then it's completed, right? So having like three things that you're looking forward to uh, and three to five things that you're grateful for is fantastic to do in the morning. Uh, and at night, what I like to do is, and like I said, if you can get on a daily basis with this, fantastic. If it's a weekly one, that's fine too. And that is like your three wins, like your three biggest wins. Um, like what did, you know, what is something that you you did great today? And, and it could be like, man, it was so awesome to see my friend. Man, it was so, I had a great training session today. Hey, I, I learned a new kettlebell exercise. Hey, I made this new meal that I really love and I'm going to continue to do it because it was simple and like I feel confident at it. Whatever. Like it can be anything, but it's your wins and it's important that we appreciate the things that we do. Um, you know, I just talked to my, my, my friend uh, Krebsy today. I mean, we, we talk almost every day, but, you know, we, we're both talking about how we don't appreciate enough what we've achieved. Uh, and I, I know I'm, I'm definitely at fault. I mean, I can say at fault for that. That's just something that I'm working on. You know, it's, I'm always pushing. Like I, you know, I look at my to do list. If I, sh I showed them to you, it's kind of like crazy. Uh, it looks like HTML code, but, um, it, you know, I, I, I don't do enough of that, you know, so constantly bringing myself back to giving like, what are your three to five wins today? Uh, you know, it makes me, it makes you go like, yeah, this is the horizon I'm pushing for. But this is the, the, the gap. And remember how we talked about contrast? You know, how travel sometimes can give you contrast. Like, wow, I'm so grateful for everything I have. Like, look, you know, I'm, I'm going to this place and man, like they're, you know, they're happy with, with what they have and, and, and they don't have anything like the stuff that we have. Right. So contrast, that creates contrast as well. I'm shooting for all of this. But hey, look, I already achieved this. I was here. Now I'm here. Wow. I feel good. I feel, I'm feel fulfilled. I've done stuff. I've had a good day. Right. Whereas just going like, oh, shit, like, here's all the stuff I haven't done. Here's all the things I still need to do. Man, that like that will get you uh, like that. That's the, the fastest way to constant anxiety. Uh, I should know this, by the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying I should know this. Like, so, you know, when, when I talk about this, it, it's, you know, people say, oh, you're an expert on this. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm constantly working on this every day, too. I mean, I studied the, the, the shit out of this and in. in, in uh, because I want to help others do it. But on a daily basis, I'm also helping myself do it. And I have coaches that, you know, keep me in check for all this stuff as well. So that's important to understand. And I'm not sitting here, you know, I'm sure that like, you know, the world's, the world's biggest happiness experts are working on this stuff all the time because it just, you know, like I said, for a lot of people default, maybe, you know, anxiety and stress and you got to work hard at it, but it's worth it because man, like we're all seeking happiness, right? Like at the end of the day, if I ask you for, you're like, oh, man, I want to I get a promotion. Why do you want to get a promotion? Well, because, man, I, I want to, you know, I, I just want to make more money. You know what I mean? Like, okay, why do you want to make more money? Oh, so I can get the house for my family because, like, they deserve it. Okay, so why do you want to do that? Because that'll make me, like, at the end, it's always going to be like that. So that's going to make me happier, right? So, that, you know, think about that. But the five gratitudes is number seven. Um, 
And there's a quote by Charles Dickens that I wanted to share. Like this is this is a big one for me that popped out that that talks about the whole gratitude. Uh, uh, I would say drill, and and that is I hate calling it drill, just exercise, pra- daily practice. Um, reflect upon your present blessings, of which every man has many, and woman, right? Not your past misfortunes, of which all men have some, right? So I'm going to repeat that. Reflect upon your present blessings, of which many ha- many men have many. Every man has many, sorry. Not your past misfortunes, of which all men have some, right? So that's pretty powerful, right? That we usually focus, remember at the beginning I said, it's like, you know, find the problem, solve the problem, look for the problem. That's pretty much what it is. You know, we, we, we focus on the misfortunes of which, yeah, we all have some, but we don't focus on the blessings of which we have many. Uh, and, and so that's a big, big part of it. Um, some other things that I'm going to finish off with, like, cause I could really, you know, I mean, I have like journals of notes on, on, on things like this. Uh, but I, I just felt like I wanted to share things that like you can do today, you can do right now. There's drills, there's exercises, there's daily practices that you can take and start working on. And it will make you like literally think better, feel better, perform better. Um, it'll make you better, to, you know, uh, I would say get along better with people. I mean, you name it, right? Um, it, another, another like tip is like infusing your surroundings with positivity. Now I've talked about environments and how environments trigger behaviors and why, you know, traveling is so important, but Hey, look, it could be even, like I said, you know, when you walk into your room in your office, you know, what's the music playing? What's the picture that's there? You know, right now I'm in a process of, uh, of like a huge, you know, we're moving into this new gym and I'm like really focusing on a lot of these things that cost a lot of money, but they'll make a huge difference in, the environment. So like we're bringing a, 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 an awesome like artist in Alexander Cod, who's doing murals in the gym. And I can't, or I can't say which ones yet. You know, we're working with my friends at die cut stickers, uh, to create like literally logos on walls, like, uh, value, our values, our mission. So everywhere you go is this positive environment, this environment that challenges you. Um, you know, that like, so when you walk in, you're just like, man, you're, you're there to be better. But it's like, you know, obviously, uh, positive surroundings is all also, the people you surround yourself with, you know, getting outside, like, man, it's such a huge thing, like nature. Uh, you know, I've talked about this, like nature and movement, like getting outside and just moving. You, you know, you go for a 15, 20 minute walk, like on a path with trees and like, you're going to feel better, period. You're going to be happier. It's just, it's, it's just proven stuff. Like, you know, um, and so that infusing that, like uh, another one, like the people actually don't talk about enough as, as, as being a, a, a part of making you happier is spending money. Now check this out. I pause there because it's the key is to spend not spend money on things, but spend money on experiences. And um, you know, I love, like I said, I love travel. I love like you know, like if if I go to cooking classes or samba or I, I take my friends out to stuff. I just you know booked this uh, uh, event called Micah's Voice, which is uh, it's a great charity. Uh, and I'm going out there uh, with my buddy to LA, and it's a babyface's house. Uh, with one of the guys from Boys to Men, so they're singing. It's you know, it obviously cost uh, it costs money, but it's going to a great cause. Uh, it's an experience, man. Like I'd much rather spend it on that. You know, like I spend majority of my money on education. Uh, you know, experiences my team uh, here at Vigor. You know, and and have for the last you know eight years, nine years. And you know, those are the things that I remember. You know, like the the things that we do, the lessons we learn, the travel. Like I love like. I love spending time with my friends at dinners, like just hanging out with people, whether it's, uh, you know, cooking together or going to a new restaurant, 
Like, man, I love that. Like that, you know, even if it's a $400 bill, I'd rather spend that, you know, spend it on that than, you know, spend it on some clothes. Although here and there, I do like to buy myself some, uh, some Nike gear, as you may know. But spend money, but not on stuff, but on experiences. Like, man, you make money to spend it. Obviously, look, I'm, you know, we do a separate show on investments and things like that, which I'm big into. But, um, you know, I, there's a big difference because most people spend money on things, thinking that the thing was going to fulfill them or like, hey, I'm going to look like this and that, that person's going to, you know, appreciate me more or whatever. And it's, it's bullshit, man. Spend money on, on education, spend money on experiences that will make you happier. Um, and the last one that I'm going to share is like exercising a signature strength. Uh, and whether you do like st- something like Strength Finder 2.0, like this test, I mean, there's a lot of different stuff. Or just, you know, texting your friend and being like, hey, what do you think is my biggest strength? What do you think is my biggest weakness? What's something I can work on? You know, you'll find that like people close to you will be like, oh, man, I really think that you know, your biggest strength is this and this. Um, but if you exercise your biggest strength daily, um, that will make you happier. So I'm, I'm like super curious. Uh, you know, I have a love for learning. So if I don't learn every day, if I don't read for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour every day or study a course Man, I, th- I will literally find myself being more more in a mood or, or, or anxious or stressed out, right? So, so that's a huge and, and important thing. Um, it could be, you know, teaching, also leading and teaching. Like, for instance, so I love doing that, you know, I, like, like the go-giver mentality. Like we talked about acts of kindness, but, you know, certain, certain of my strengths like are on that leadership path. So, you know, do I do something to lead every day? Now, it could be a coaching client. It could be a business coaching client. It could be... You know, uh, like, man, like the other day, I'm, I'm just at Panera. I go to Panera, I eat lunch, I read a book. You know, one of the waiters there is like, man, what you reading? You know, and I, I started talking about it. We had like this 15-minute conversation. And, and and I was just like, hey, man, just, you know, I was just like, hey, just take this book. And I actually had another one at home. So, and he was like, dude, are you serious? I'm like, nah, man, just take this book, you know. But just promise me you'll read it, man. I'm going to see you here. I'm going to ask you about, you know, what the book is talking about. And we had this conversation. I'm like, look, man, we live in a day and age where, you know, you can go to the library and like, you know, study anything you want on any subject you want. You know, you can pull up the YouTube or go to Creative Live and buy a course for 49 bucks that, you know, teaches you whatever. Right. And and so for me, that was like helping this guy, like mentoring this dude, like, you know, be, being in a leadership position. That made me happier that day. I, I left, you know, Panera. I was like, man, that was good. And I try to do that as much as often. I take a lot of time out throughout the week to do those things where some people might be like, oh, man, that's unproductive. You know, what's the ROI on that? You know what I mean? Uh, and and I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, this is one of my favorite things that Gary Vee's ever said, right? Because he's like, man, what's the ROI on your mother? Like, what the fuck, right? Like, it's, it's, it's like, what's the ROI on your relationship? Man, I, you know, I fly out to, to LA a lot to, to hang out with like Jay Ferruja because, man, the ROI on that, like, is so much, you know, fulfillment and happiness of spending time together, doing stuff, whatever, you know, and uh, you know, you can't put a, a price on that, like going to breakfast and lunch and meetings with people and, and, and helping them out and hearing like what they're doing and, you know, what, what they're excited about. What's the ROI on that, man? Like shit, like happiness. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, with that said, I, I like exercising signature, signature strengths, but I, I'll leave it with this people. I, you know, I don't know about you, man, but like, you know, some people are more social. Some people are more introverted, extroverted. Like for me, uh, you know, communities, tribes, like, uh, like friendships and relationships are, man, are, are, are so much of what fulfills me. Um, you know, whether it's doing challenging things together with people and friends, whether it's exploring, experiencing stuff, whether it's just hanging out, like sometimes it's just like being, you know, in, in a company of somebody not even saying shit, but it's like, 
it, that, you know, people tend to be happier. And this is another thing that like uh, I've studied as and in, in, in did research on is that people that are in tough times reach out, right? They, they reach out to, um, I would say, would, uh, uh, to their social network, uh, always come like they, they come through better and they're more fulfilled and they're happier. And, uh, you know, with that said, I do have a, a, a couple of, uh, man, I, I, I pulled the 52 fake out on you, but I hope you're not mad because there is a, a couple of last ones that, that I want to share with you. Uh, and like, you know, one of them was social investment is like I said, man, you, the more you spend time with people and invest into your social networks, and that doesn't mean Facebook and Instagram, I'm not talking about like real human connection. Uh, you'll, you will be way more fulfilled. Um, and a big part is like, if everybody, anybody's ever heard of the Lasada line, uh, it just means like the, the ratio of positive to negative interactions, like where, where researchers have done studies that, you know, if, if, they they find a relationship and you know there's uh the the ratio is not at least three to one but preferably five to one so meaning that you know uh the communication is five positive things said to one negative thing said you know that relationship will uh, will sur- will not only survive but thrive uh but when it's less than three three to one it i mean ninety i think it was like ninety four percent like of those you know relationships uh, got broken up whether it was a marriage whether it was something else. And that, you know, that's how people study uh, also environments of of um, of businesses and you start coming in and there's a lot of negative talk to very few, uh, very few positive reinforcements. Man, that's a big red flag. And I would if you own a business, if you're in a business, I would have you really pay attention to that uh, because that is like that is kind of like a precursor for things not going that great. Uh, you know, and, and coaching is the same way. Like we always say praise, praise, correct, praise. Uh, sometimes it'll be praise, 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 correct, praise, meaning, you know, praise first, correct, and then praise again, because positive reinforcement works. It, it gets, it makes people happier and more fulfilled. And then because of that, it gets ingrained into the brain easier. So that Lasada line, you know, uh, it's something to pay attention to. And if you find yourself like in a relationship right now where it's like, you know, five to one negative to positive, man, you got to check yourself or maybe it's not the right thing to be in, uh, you know, and, and like I said, I've been there, done that. Like I speak from experience, uh, and you know, a lot of things can be changed. But look, you you can only you can only control yourself and influence yourself to change, and and practice for yourself to change. So that that's one of the things. There's another I call falling up. You know, and falling up essentially means capitalizing on the downs in your like. You know, this is what I talked about earlier. When you have shitty stuff happen, like what was the lesson from it? Like to me, that's falling up, right? Like change the counteract to positive one. And we talked about positive focus. So this is kind of connection to this. You know, I always sit down and go like, okay, here's this crazy shitty stuff that happened. I have a saying like, I, you know, I don't want to necessarily say I, I trademark this, uh, but this is what I tell myself and it kind of shifts my focus. And I say, you know, when some crazy stuff happens and, and, and like I said, the more you kind of push yourself and challenge yourself, it will. And I say, man, you know, this, this is going to make for, for, for a fucking good story. Uh, and, and like, it makes me giggle a little bit and it goes like, I almost, you know, I almost look at, at it as like, man, I'm the director and producer of this movie of my life. And I'm, I'm like, when crazy stuff happens, I'm like, man, here we go. Here's another twist in the movie, man. This is going to be a good one, right? This is going to be a good one. So like that's, that shifts and frame pre like frames things different for me in my life. I call this falling up, right? Like learn from every shitty thing that happens, extract the lesson, apply it to life and you get, you, you get better. And guess what? If you solve a problem, you know, the right problem, you get a better problem. If you solve the, you know, if you if you have the wrong problems, you solve them. It doesn't matter. You're in a cul-de-sac and you're just constantly in a shitty place, 
and you kind of got to get away from that. Um, so, in uh, uh, like the ripple effect, last thing, uh, a lot of times in our charity boot camps, you know, I always say, hey guys, you know, it, it's it's uh, everybody can say like, well, if I just come in here and drop drop in and, and bring some food or drop, you know, do the ten dollar donation, what does that do? But I'm like, man, ripples create waves, you know, and 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 like the more ripples there are, it can create create a tsunami. And, and I think like, you know, the, the ripple effect is I think that like a lot of happiness is if you spread the happiness around you. Right. Um, it, I, I know I get very fulfilled knowing that I make uh, uh, other people better or happier or whatever. And you can't base, you know, all of your happiness on that. But let's be honest, you know, sometimes giving is selfish and it's fine. You know, like the Tony Robbins says, you know, the secret of of living is giving. Uh, and I know if it's got me out of some of the, the toughest uh, uh, parts of my life is I dedicated myself to giving more back. And, um, it really did. Like it really, you know, it, it, it was almost, you know, it's like you say it, it's selfish, but like, you know what? It, it's good. Like you're giving, you're, you're, you're doing something good for someone else and you're, you're actually giving probably even more so to yourself, you know, but practice the ripple effect. And it's like, to me, it's always been like, if you learn something, if you do something well, Man, it is your it's your gift and it's your it's your duty to to share it with the world. And if you don't, it's kind of like that, man. You know, the most uh, uh, valuable real estate on the planet is 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 the um the graveyard. You know, and it's full of people that took all their ideas, their goals, their dreams, their inventions, you know, with them and never never gave them to the world. And you know, like uh, you've heard me say this before, and I didn't make this shit up, but it's you know you know like die empty. You know, I want to die empty, man, or as close to as empty as possible. So I have the the fewest regrets uh, and I and I put everything out there and I'd rather rather look like dumb um, and be fulfilled and, and go like, ah, you know, I did some dumb shit. But like, you don't remember that. You know what I mean? Like you you, you remember the things like you, you wish you would have done the regrets. And I don't want to have those, man. And so with that, you know, die empty, spread happiness, um, you know, with the ripple effect. And I really hope that this, you know, this show at least not only gave you some actual strategic methods, but if it was even just a wake up call and, uh, and it's getting you back to like, Oh shit. You know, I say, you got to keep coming back to it. You got to keep coming back to it. It's work. It's work. It's work. It's daily practice. You know, it's spiritual weightlifting. It's mindset weightlifting, man. It's, you know, it's easy to, to see weightlifting in a gym, but th- this is what this is. Daily practice It's like da- lifting your weights with your brain, you know, with your spirit. So, uh, you know, make sure you practice that every day too, because you know, body, mind, spirit combined, it's it's game over. It's a game changer, and you'll feel you know, live a more fulfilled life. And guess what? Be happy. Big, I mean, great work, big success. Be happy, great work, big success. That's the route. All right, Coach Luke out. If you love this podcast, make sure you give it a um a review. Uh, that five star review, guys, like that helps so much. Uh, it helps spread the word. It helps, you know, everybody, you know, more people listen to it and see it. And, you know, if you believe that that more people should hear this message and apply it, man, that would really help out. I really appreciate you for that. Uh, Coach Luca's out. I'll see you next time. Peace.